We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. No, I am not Mike Lynch. I am Patrick Harris. I'm sitting here in the studio by myself today as Mike was unavailable at the last minute, so I'm here to just kind of chat and do some sort of stuff as a quick little spot here to keep podcasts rolling for the week. Let's get all this stuff out of the way so I don't screw anything up so Mike doesn't get mad at me, and then we'll just kind of sit here and chat. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts, radio.com, tennythefan.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Omni, Stitcher, any place you want to look for your podcast. Please download, rate, and subscribe. That helps us out. We appreciate all the listener support of this show. This stupid little podcast, as we like to call it, gains growth every single day, and we wouldn't be here without you guys. So keep up with your with your DMs, your tags. Let us know what you're drinking, where you've been, how you've been hanging out, and all that kind of stuff. All right. Important stuff out of the way. Can I start drinking? Who am I talking to? I'm, I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to ask anybody if I want to drink, right? That's what we do. When I got to fly solo like this, if you listen to this podcast enough or if you listen to my radio show or if you know me at all, you know that I'm a big Star Wars fan. So lots of times when I have to sit here and do things by myself, I tend to call it flying the Millennium Falcon for I am Han Solo today. So this episode, I will call the Millennium Falcon as I am here by myself sitting in a studio and I'm talking to myself. Yep, yep, that's um, that's what we're going to do today. Okay, as you can tell, Mike's a lot better at this than I am by myself. But So we'll combine everything into one. So basically my beer of the week here, Mike has been talking about this and I finally got my hands on it, it is the Heater Allen McMinnville Harvest Lager. I have no real idea what I'm getting into with this. It's got some stuff. Let's hear what it says. Beer from the heart of Oregon wine country. This pale and refreshing lager is a delightful play on Heater Allen's recipe for a German-style pilsner using Willamette hops for flavor and aroma. One of the original hops developed by Oregon State University and at one point the most widely grown hop in Oregon, using Willamette hops pays homage homage to the fruitfulness of the Willamette Valley in harvest season. Collaboration partners... Heater Allen and Visit McMinnville invite you to enjoy a taste of our corner of Oregon. Cheers. That is actually a true thing. If you've never been down to McMinnville, it's a pretty rad place. I've spent a ton of time down there, whether it's drinking wine, hanging out with friends, or checking out breweries and stuff. And as it is kind of a cool little kind of up-and-coming brew scene here. So I look at it. It's a little take on their Pilsner. Seems a little darker than their normal color Pilsner, but still got a nice little yellow 
refreshing color to it. Mm. Mm. I don't know how Mike does this. How does Mike drink beers when there's no one else here to talk to? That's a weird, that's a weird thing. I don't really know how to do that. So you're bearing with me on this. We're all learning together, guys. We're all learning together. Um, I just took a sip of this, and it definitely had the the malt character in it. The richness of the body is kind of really cool, uh, and you're definitely getting that kind of fruity hop character I get whenever I see you know some kind of American Pacific Northwest hops kind of dumped into German style stuff. It's a pretty cool beer. I dig that. Uh, so you can find that I've I've seen some of it out out and about. You know, I don't know how much they made of it, but there's you know there's got to be some stuff out there for you. So. Check that out wherever you can and let us know if you've had it or whatever else you're drinking, and we'll get into that. As far as my week in beer goes, I'm going to kind of hijack this for a moment and kind of change some things as what we normally do. Normally, we like to say, okay, I went here, and I drank this, I went there, and I drank that, and I went to the store, and I picked up this, da 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 I'm going to derail from that for a second. And there is something that I have noticed in drinking beer this week. And and the last week as well, I kind of alluded to it. I am I am a first and foremost an IPA drinker. <clears throat> you know this about me. I'm a West Coast guy, not really into the hazies, although I've had a few that are that are fairly solid. But what appeals to me is a nice full body with great hop character, aroma up front, and some residual, you know, perceived bitterness is is kind of what I dig. Difference between perceived and actual bitterness is for a topic for another day. But what I really love is when I can find a West Coast IPA that really gives me that full body that I'm looking for. I think it is very easy these days to kind of want to pull away from that malt build. Everyone's kind of worried about, you know, some of these American style IPAs and and the malt forward base that a lot of them have. And, And that is not what I'm talking about. What I need is I need still some of that malt character to give me a full body characteristic. Something that promotes the hops, something that also reminds me that I'm still drinking beer and not hop water. And too often these days, I've been tasting some things that feel like there is a shift going on in West Coast IPAs. That all of a sudden, people are so afraid of that quote-unquote malt bomb that now we're not really using any malt in the body. I mean, obviously there is some malt because you got to make beer with it, but it's coming across to me as almost like fermented hop water. I keep having these beers from California that come in, you know, a lot of it comes in through day one through, you know, our friend Robbie Road of the show and, and they do a fantastic job over there at day one. And Robbie is great about finding new cool stuff, but he's really brought to our attention the Alvarado streets, the El Segundos, the cellar makers, the beach woods of the worlds. And, and I don't see it as much in Oregon, at least not yet, or maybe I haven't really sought these out, but I'm finding in a lot of these, I grabbed some cellar maker beers and a lot of people were talking to me about how they really, really enjoyed these. Cellar maker is, you know, a highly touted brewery from California, da, 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 da. You want some IPAs. This is where you want to go. And every time I drink them, I just keep saying to myself, where's the malt character? Where is this? Yet everybody likes it. Is 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 my palate changing? Is is there is is the West Coast IPA's 
palette evolving and kind of leaving me behind because that's a very real thing. That's a very possible thing. You know, I remember working in my times uh, with with Ben Edmonds at 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 Breakside, and and he would always tell me that you have to adapt, you have to continue, you have to follow the not not trends necessarily, but you have to see where the American palette is going, especially when it comes down to judging. Is you have to see the transition. You know, we've noticed that American style IPAs have started to really kind of dial back that malt character and become a little more what I would consider a traditional West Coast IPA. And I think that was a real big benefit for the American IPA. I think it was a lot more important for the American IPA to be able to be a little more expressive in their hop character and be a little less filling, you know? I I still want that full body, so I didn't want to say too full, but less filling. I think when you have too heavy of that malt, it comes across as a little... I don't know, just a little, I don't want to say chewy, but a little just kind of rich. And and when it comes to a West, when it comes to an IPA in general, that's not what I'm looking for. And now we're seeing these West Coast IPAs shift even further. It's like, it's like the American IPA took two steps to the right. And, you know, we can't, we can't let that get too close to the West Coast IPA. So the West Coast IPA now takes two steps to the right as well. And I don't know if that is necessarily a good thing. I think sometimes the the progression isn't necessary. I don't want to say it's not broke, don't fix it. That's not what I mean, because we can always improve on stuff. But I don't understand the need if the American IPA is getting closer and closer to a West Coast IPA, why don't we just merge the two? Why do they need to be different things at this point? Do we do we need that sort of that sort of kind of location identity that those of us on the west coast feel the need to really continue to 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 push one way and oh we can't be too close we have to have our identity do do we feel that way or is this just a, a trial that people are going through i i had the 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 the, the freem pale freem just came out with pale with a pale ale in cans you know and their cans always look so sleek it's this little blue can and and it's a pale ale and i was like okay freem here we go baby i'm pumped and I had it, and it's just so thin. There's, there's, it's so thin that I feel that yeah, the hops are still up front, and they're there to be prominent. But without that malt backbone, without that body, it's not giving it the same kind of push it wants to. I feel like it's starting to mute it, and I'm seeing that in West Coast IPAs across the board. And and my friends, I don't know what to do with it. You tell me. You let me know. Am, am I being left behind? Or is this trend moving in a direction that's just different? Or is it moving into a direction that is the future? Because the last thing you want to be, the last thing you want to be is a Bridgeport IPA. Bridgeport IPA was one of the most popular, famous IPAs in the state of Oregon and eventually in America. And what happened? That beer got left behind. That beer got left behind as people started innovating, people started tinkering, new hop varieties came across, and that beer became a dinosaur. Am I becoming that dinosaur? Be- be- because if I am, please let me know. And I will try to, you know, evolve with the times. I'm never going to like something that just for the sake of liking it. You know, I remember in the early hazy days, I kind of enjoyed it because I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. This is different. This is new. I don't even know what to think about it, but I think I like it. 
<clears throat> and then after a while, as other people started to catch on, as they do with any style, I started to see the quality really diminish. And I and I keep seeing the quality diminish. And then every once in a while, you get a little diamond in the rough, and you find you're like, bam, I like that. But the quality continued to diminish. Meanwhile, the popularity continued to skyrocket. So that made me think, well, as I'm starting to lose interest in this, it is starting to gain interest. Am I being left behind? And the cool thing with hazy IPAs is that I realized I'm not being left behind in the hazy IPA. That's just not my thing. It's like I can have a, I can sit a Doppelbach in front of me and it's, you know, a very traditional old school style and I can sit there and I mean, you know, it's not really my thing. You know, my, my, my girlfriend doesn't really, she doesn't really like Belgian stuff. She's like, ah, I, I just, I can't get past that banana character. I get that. That's not for you. You're not being left behind. And that's how I kind of feel about hazies. But in this future, this advancement of West Coast IPAs, is this, is this for real? Is this going to stay? Is this how we do it? Maybe I just need to expose myself a little more to it. Maybe maybe I need to understand and potentially create this new this new descriptor of this style. Kind of like kind of like, you know, someone like I, I was gonna pick up a, a a dab lab, a new juice joint dab lab from uh block fifteen. And <clears throat> I was I was at Bridgetown Beer House and, and Dave, one of the owner operators, he somebody was asking about it and he goes, Yeah, it's hazy. And so my question is, well, I mean, is it block 15 hazy or is it hazy? So I'm wondering, you know, oh, it's a West Coast IPA. Yeah, but I mean, is it a, is it a cellar maker West Coast IPA or is it, you know, or, or is it a Barley Brown West Coast IPA? You know, like what kind of style are we talking about? You know, is it a Beechwood, which I find to be a full bodied or is it that Freem Pale, that real light body? It's an interesting it's an interesting road that we're in right now because I'm seeing so much popularity. Now, some of that could be, you know, thanks to people like Robbie and Day One out there. Some of that could be because it's new and fresh and something different that we don't get out here. I I am very much willing to admit that that could be part of it. Not just for myself, but for other people. <clears throat> some people could really love it and it has that little placebo effect. It's like, "Oh, wow, I really like this." Because it's new and it's different and it's something I've never had before to where I could be on the other end saying, eh, I don't really like this. Get off my lawn. Make IPAs the way we make them. You know, I'm, I'm very much willing to admit that. It's just something that as I sit here in the cockpit, it is something that I continue to think about. And I probably think about too much as I'm just floating into the air thinking, man. West Coast IPAs. I'm losing sleep over this. No, I'm not really. Anyway, let me know what you think. Am I crazy in this? Is is it just me noticing these things? Are you guys noticing this as well? Um, but more importantly, I'm continuing to try new beers. I'm continuing to do the things that we love, and that's taste more beer. And I'm going to do that. So this this commercial break is brought to you by Heater Allen. Sit tight. It's going to be about three seconds long. I had a conversation with a buddy the other day. <clears throat> he was like, sometimes sometimes I go a week without drinking beer. 
just to kind of like reset. And I was thinking to myself, you know what, maybe I should too, because I was kind of, you know, complaining about some stuff and I, and he didn't notice it. He didn't say anything and I'm probably overreacting, but I was, I was complaining about some stuff and I started to think, man, do you like beer? Because I was talking about how I've been struggling about, I've been struggling to find good, new, fun West Coast IPAs. Do I hate beer? No, I don't hate beer. Am I being a little picky? Maybe. But it's weird because Mike has really pushed me hard on not being as picky. Pushing the boundaries. Trying to find something new. I had a Ruse IPA the other day that I thought was fantastic. A newer one. I don't know if they canned it or not, but I had it on draft. And I thought that was great. And I was really pumped because I haven't really had Ruse beer in a while. And they make so many hazies that I've kind of stopped drinking their beer to a little bit. But I had one of those and that was great. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy. <clears throat> Something fun to put on your radar. A little bit of news news notes worthy for you guys right here. I'm sure you might have seen it on the Instagram pages. Things like that. Um, but this evening, uh, I believe, let's see, I'm recording this at 2 o'clock on Thursday. Ten minutes ago, the newest form of Berlick Brewing just opened. Drink. Cheers to you, my friends. As they have taken over that bar space next door. It used to be Blitz Lad, and then it became Lad Tap House. Huge space with a bunch of TVs. was a big-time sports bar for a long time. So it looks like Berlick has expanded into that spot, which should be great in COVID times if you're okay with seating indoors. Because it sounds like, I know that place is huge, so they should have ample space to spread things out. But the real kicker, the real kind of like, whoa, the sexiness of it is that they're teaming up with Ranch Pizza. So you're telling me that I can go to Berlick, drink fantastic beer, and have some of my favorite pizza in Portland at a time? Should we just shut down all other breweries and just go to these guys? (laughs) Pizza and beer? Okay, like sign me up. So I'm excited to go check that out and I'll I'll pass that along. It looks like as we get into winter, you know, it's 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 starting to rain frequently. It is cold. We're starting to see a little more, I don't know, hesitation for people to go places. Just remember, just because it's winter, you don't have to sit outside. But buy stuff to go. Get food to go from breweries. There's plenty of breweries still making food out there. There's plenty of beer out there. Support your local bottle shops. Support your local breweries. Help them out. If you got to go to Safeway to grab some food, if you're doing grocery shopping, don't buy beer there. Safeway's made their money. Go to your local tap house. Go to your local bottle shop and support those guys. Because those guys are the reason we're here. They're the reason I'm here. They're the reason you're here. So let's not forget that. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. I think I did all right. Right? Mike, what do you think? He's not here. He's not even listening. Nobody cares, Mike. I'm joking. Mike's the best. He's a lot better at this than I am. Uh, Let's see. When we come back next week, let's hopefully... uh, I'd like to go out into the wild. So maybe we can... Maybe we can snag somebody that'll let us go do something fun. I'm trying to think what my weekend looks like. Weekend should be available. So maybe Mike and I will go somewhere Sunday. I'll get on the schneid and call some people around and and uh, and see what's out there. 
Remember, you can download this wherever you get your podcasts, radio.com, 1080thefan.com, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on social media. We've got the Beers on Us page on Instagram. That's at Beers on Us. You can follow Mike on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can follow me personally on Instagram at PDiddy085. I like to post pictures of my cat and cool places that I like to go. With that being said, this is where I sign off. We'll see you guys next week. And Catharsis. Really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.